Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to morning worship. As always, a special welcome to our family and friends who are joining us from around the country and around the world. And it's lovely to have uh, Graham joining us from Glasgow again. But I see that Orkney's still with us. So we've, uh, we've got the rest of the family there. There's Keo, and it's lovely to see you this morning. Um, we are going to hear a number of voices in our service this morning. Apart from our Minister Katrina, we will hear the voices of Heather, Alistair, Leslie, Jeff, and we had hoped to hear Talash as well, but she's not too well this morning. So we'll hear her words later on, uh, but unfortunately she's not with us. We'll be singing along with recordings of ourselves again, and as well as Paul on keyboard, we'll hear Yang Yang on violin. Then at 7pm this evening, the Baptist Union of Scotland prayer broadcasts will continue on Facebook Live. And we heard this week that they are going to keep going until the end of August. So they'll be there every Sunday evening at 7pm until the end of August at least. Next Sunday morning, we'll gather for worship at 11. But as always, if in the week in between, you need help with essential shopping or collection of prescriptions, just drop me an email or give me a ring. These are all our notices. Thank you, Anne. Our theme this morning continues to look at creation and we're focusing on oceans and seas. And I'm going to read some words from Psalm 98 in the message paraphrased. Let the sea and its fish give a round of applause, with everything living on earth joining in. Let ocean breakers call out, encore, encore. And the mountains harmonise the finale, a tribute to God when he comes, when he comes to set the earth right. He'll straighten out the whole world. He'll put the world right and everyone in it.
our prayer of approach this morning is going to take the form of a meditation. And that means we need to use our imagination. And I know that whenever a minister or a worship leader says that, some people go, but I have no imagination. So just think about this for a moment. Brussels sprout ice cream. That demonstrates that we all have an imagination. So I invite you to make yourself as comfortable as you can in your chair or settee or wherever it is you're sitting. If you find it helpful to close your eyes, then please do so. But maybe otherwise you can just find an object or a, a spot on the wall to focus on or a spot on the table to focus on. And please don't worry if you get a bit fidgety or your mind wanders or if you hear one of my cats meowing because one of them's wandering around my feet. Just notice it and then let it, try to let it go and bring your mind back to the meditation. In your imagination, I invite you to go to a natural place that you know and love where there is water. So that could be the ocean or the sea. It could be a loch or a lake, a river, a stream, a burn. It could be a duck pond in a park. If all else fails, it could be a water feature in a garden. When you've found that place, I invite you to take a few deep breaths. To feel the air entering your body and filling your lungs. To feel the air when it flows out again. To become aware of the rise and fall of your abdomen or your chest. Now, take a few moments to feel the place that you have chosen, the place you are. What is the weather like? What can you hear? What can you smell? What can you see? What can you taste? What can you touch? Enjoy this place. If you wish, you might like to dabble your fingers in the water. Take your shoes off and paddle. Maybe even go for a swim. 
whatever it is that brings you delight and refreshment. Breathe in deeply. And as you do so, breathe in God's love. Breathe out gently. And as you do so, breathe out any regrets, hurt, anger, fear, anything that harms your sense of well-being. Be still. Rest in God's embrace. Savour the moment. In this place, beside this water, allow yourself to relax and enjoy the positive feeling. Linger just a little longer and do or be whatever it is that brings you joy and life. Breathe in deeply, and as you do so, hear God whisper, You are my beloved child, in whom I am well pleased. And as you breathe out, whisper in the depths of your heart, or even out loud if it's helpful, I am God's beloved child. And then, in time with your own breathing, repeat that mantra a few times. I am God's beloved child. I am God's beloved child. And then gently come back to the present, to this place where we as siblings in Christ are gathering. And if you would like to join in the words that Jesus taught his followers in the way that is the most natural for you. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Swelling, sparkling ocean, pulled by nature's longing, mighty ebb and flow, mould us with your surging. Thrust us into freedom, strengthen us with power. Depths of creativity echo with abundant living, a paradigm of loving. Diamond-studded blueness, Laced in foaming patterns, change yet stay the same. Calm and sheltered harbours, billowing, rolling breakers, all form part of you. Deep within the sacred heart, seething with love unending, nature delights us, God, with such beauty. Pull us with your loving into joyful depths, such majestic closeness changing yet unchanging, draws us into your heart, gently sheltering harbour, calm. Storm that wreck life's fragile fabric, all takes place within you. Keep us ever constant, like your love that holds us free, yet ever joined. Ride the rolling breakers. Find in calming waters contrast born with joy. See within life's ebb and flows patterns of your create of your creating. Rest with your changes. Talash writes these words. Take a deep breath. Exhale. Another one. Exhale. Every second breath you take comes from the ocean. Surprised? I was too. 
I first heard this statement at the One Ocean Conference in June 2017, and it changed the course of my career. I thought I understood the ocean and its benefits, but what I had learned to that point only scratched the surface. At that conference, I found out that every second breath of oxygen we breathe is generated by trillions of creatures called phytoplankton found in the ocean. They are responsible for processing 50% of the carbon dioxide we produce, with plants and peat taking up the bulk of the remainder. Creatures too small for the human eye to see are supporting the life of every single oxygen-dependent creature on Earth. How awesome. But the ocean is also home to iconic species, from the great white shark, to the majestic blue whale, to the clownfish, made popular by the film Finding Nemo. The ocean supports life on Earth by giving us oxygen and processing our carbon dioxide, feeding us delicious fish and seafood, regulating the temperature, and being the platform for so many of our water sports. Journeys on the ocean have opened up knowledge of other cultures and trade routes. She has been the muse of painters, musicians, writers, and poets. We learn something new every day as we uncover one deep sea dive at a time, the wonders and secrets under the waves. From medical discoveries found in the deep to mineral deposits underneath her floor, the ocean is a generous giver. But because of her vastness and seeming endlessness, we have started to take her for granted. And she is under threat from the things that we do. We know the big culprits, oil spills that run on for years, overfishing to fill our ever-increasing appetites, trophy fishing of iconic species, increased ship speeds, causing immense underwater noise, which disrupts the sonar capabilities of so many sea creatures. Polluting her waters with chemical effluent from factories. And seafaring vessels, generating more carbon dioxide than she can process, which causes her to suffer as acidification and deoxygenization, and polluting her waters with plastic debris of all shapes, colors, and sizes. Talash goes on. I'm a PhD student in the law school at the University of Strathclyde. Under a UK RI funded project called the One Ocean Hub, my research focuses on what the international community is doing 
to get rid of the plastic floating on our precious ocean and prevent this type of waste from getting into the ocean again. I've been examining our habits as consumers in a world which prizes consumption. Ways in which we can make plastic products more fit for purpose. And the role of business in addressing the plastic in the ocean. Our relationship with the ocean is complex. And changing our ways may not always be as simple as we expect. But in my studies, I find there are pockets of hope to get through this seemingly insurmountable challenge. Every day, someone somewhere is playing their part in a beach cleanup exercise. Someone is raising awareness about switching to non-plastic alternatives. Someone is changing a company policy or investigating a new alternative product that is more environmentally sound. Someone somewhere is discovering natural ways to help plastic biodegrade. Someone somewhere is writing a law that helps protect the ocean from more harm. As I listen to the seagulls of Glasgow outside my window in the city, I am always reminded that I am close to this vast group, that there are so many secrets he still holds, that this vast deep giver is more fragile than we think, that she is in our charge too, and we must look after her. But I'm also reminded of all the times that she has brought me so much joy. Family holidays, adventures with friends, moments of both quiet contemplation and raucous laughter. The late Nobel laureate, Wangari Matai, reminded us that it is the little things that citizens do that will make the difference for nature. Eventually, I hope my little thing helps us to keep plastic away from the ocean so that she can keep on sharing the precious secrets that her vastness has to offer with generations to come.
the reading is from Psalm 104, verse 1, 5 to 13, and 24 to 26. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honour and majesty. You set the earth on its foundations so that it shall never be shaken. You cover it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they flee. At the sound of your thunder they take flight. They rose up to the mountains, ran down to the valleys, to the place that you appointed for them. You set a boundary that they may not pass, so that they might not again cover the earth. You make springs gush forth in the valleys. They flow between the hills, giving drink to every wild animal. The wild asses quench their thirst. By streams the birds of the air have their habitation. They sing among the branches. From your lofty abode you water the mountains. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there, living things both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan that you form to support him. Excuse me. Matthew 8, 23 to 27. Jesus got into the boat and his disciples followed him. A gale arose on the lake, so great that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a dead calm. They were amazed, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? It's always interesting to discover how the Holy Spirit is at work when we prepare worship. Um, Over the summer, we're hearing lots of different voices, which is wonderful. But what tends to happen is I will contact somebody and say, this is the theme, off you go. And we work completely independently. And yet somehow it always fits together. What Tala said, 
was so great and there's nothing really that needs to be added to it but you know well, hey it's my job to preach so you can't quite shut me up that easily a few thoughts firstly that the waters of the earth are beautiful and alluring that came through in what Talash has shared. I think I was seven the first time I went to the seaside. I grew up in the middle of England, about as far away from the sea as you can. And it was five hours on a coach to get to Skegness, which was the first place I ever went. And if you've been to Skegness, you'll know that the sea there goes out a very long way. And in my first trip to the seaside, the sea was a thin blue line on the horizon beyond fast sand. But it stirred in me a love for the seaside, a love for the ocean, which actually I think most people who live in these islands share. The scriptures celebrate that majesty and beauty of the ocean, which again Talash expressed so beautifully for us in her writing and, and Anne's reading of it. Somehow the ocean praises the creator. Somehow it reminds us of God's goodness. The second thought is that the waters of the earth are powerful and dangerous. I don't know if you remember the last time we physically met together, but I actually spoke a little bit about that then. We just had really bad winter storms, if you remember, and Nicola had had to not, not been able to come to share with us on a few Sundays because there were no boats running from the island because the storms were so bad. Last summer, friends of mine were in real peril as the dam in Whaley Bridge threatened to collapse. Thankfully, it didn't. The waters of the earth are not in our control, much as we might like to think they are. And they can be dangerous and frightening. The ancient people of Israel were very afraid of the water, very afraid of the seas. And that shows in some of what we read in the scriptures. So they're beautiful, they're alluring, they're powerful and they're dangerous. But they are also vulnerable and precarious. We heard that, didn't we? And we know it. We know that overfishing and this nonsensical human thing of dividing up the oceans between this country and that country and deciding who can fish where and how much they can fish is not healthy for our oceans. Whether it's scuttling ships or discarding plastic, the oceans are full of humanly created waste. We need that hope of which Talash spoke we can make a difference by doing something small. But also there is a reminder that God is present. That reading about Jesus and the disciples on the lake is beautiful. But it's also maybe a little bit disturbing. 
these weren't naive innocents in this boat. Some of them were experienced fishermen. They understood the weather and the storms on Lake Galilee. They understood the risks that could arise if you set out in a boat. But presumably that night they decided it was okay. And they'd got in the boat with Jesus, very alluring man in his own right, and they'd set off. And he fell asleep. As one of the gospel says, he had him to sleep with his head on a cushion. And during the night, a storm blew up. A really bad storm, so much so that these experienced fishermen were terrified. And Jesus kept on sleeping. And, and they tried to wake him up. They called to him. And as one of my tutors, when they preached on it, said they probably grabbed him and shook him. And said, wake up, Jesus, wake up. Don't you care? and Jesus woke up and the storm blew out now whether that was just something that would have happened anyway or whether it was a miracle it doesn't really matter because in that moment they glimpsed something of of who Jesus was and who God is and how God is the God of all creation present in the storm and in the storms that we experience, I like to think that God is with us. The college tutor who preached on this ended by saying, you know, sometimes perhaps we just need to shake him. Perhaps we need to shake Jesus awake because he's sound asleep. He's with us, but doesn't seem to be doing much. Maybe sometimes we need to remind ourselves that God is with us in, in the storms, in the difficulties. Sometimes life is imagined as an ocean or us in a boat on the ocean and, and it's full of adventure and opportunity and it's wonderful and it's exciting and it's fulfilling. It's also potentially dangerous and scary. We don't know quite where we're going to go. We don't know what storms will come along. But we're reminded that God is with us. And the prophet Isaiah says this, do not be afraid, says the Lord, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by your name and you're mine. When you pass through stormy waters, I will be there with you. And when you cross rivers, they will not overwhelm you.
we come together in our prayers for others and in our prayers for each other. Let us pray. God of grace and love, we rely on your love extended to us in all ways and at all times, extravagantly and with generosity. We live day by day knowing that you care and your concern is poured out for us in your provision for our needs and beyond our imagining. You entrust us with a gift of the good news of the gospel, inviting us to be partners in the sharing of the message of grace. Day by day, we realize the many gifts lavished upon us and we praise you for all your goodness to us. God of compassion, we bring to you those who are oppressed by economic circumstances, persecuted on grounds of faith, ethnicity or background. Those ground down by lack of food or opportunities for inclusion, oppressed by discrimination, disadvantage or lack of resources. Empower us as your disciples to care for the needs of the isolated and lonely, care and compassion for the hungry and the homeless, bringing health and healing to those who cry out for justice and mercy. Gracious God, with thankful hearts we bow before you, believing that you take upon yourself our pain and our hurt. Gracious God, with thankful hearts we bow before you, believing that hope is stronger than despair, light is stronger than darkness. And we bring to you our church communities, remembering this week Granton on Spey, Greenock and Hamilton Baptist Churches. Gracious God, with thankful hearts we bow before you, believing that you call us to yourself. Gracious and patient God, compassionate, merciful, and bounding in unfailing love, slow to anger, we bring to you those in our own church community. And this week we bring the Sunday school, the Bible class, creche, Christine Kling, Nicola Sutherland and family, Ade, Moji, Esther and David, Elham, Ali, Benjamin and Badia, Nazi, Sal, Nikan and Nikia, Lilias, Marit and Tom, Alan, keep us all safe in your loving embrace. Father, hear the prayer we offer. Be our strength in hours of weakness, loneliness and darkness and be at our side. This we pray through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs>